0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast.
1: Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Almost avoided disaster there. Almost. We, we, are, we are ready to go on a district championship Friday night. And, well, it wasn't a great Friday night, but we had two teams win. And one of them we knew was one game had to have a winner.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm sour with with some of the results here especially the the game that I went to right. I really wanted Marine City to win it was a great game uh, and, and get to the regional final we had a couple of great games uh tonight and then the, the the technology is just bugging the crap out of me right now so i'm in a i'm in a sour mood well, so i'm going to apologize right let's now Let's
1: wash that off of you because everything's working it's not and, working
2: everything's not working clearly and we and had wouldn't be annoyed. one
1: of our biggest wins by any team in a while this is a signature win for almont in a instant classic Forty to thirty-eight, they beat Warren Collegiate. We'll talk about that at some point, but I think we're going to do it as we've been doing it the last few uh, shows, where we just start from the top and work our way down.
2: Yeah. Uh, so in the in the first segment, we're going to talk about our, our last two MAC teams, uh, and they both fell tonight. It was in a little very bit different. <laughs> yeah, it was a little it's- bit ugly for Marysville. Marine City came from behind, but couldn't pull out the uh, the upset, um, and uh, and Lutheran North uh, shocked them. But after having seen them, well, we'll talk about it, but after yes. having seen them play, that's a good football team. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll get it all going here in just a sec.
3: 5150.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
2: All right, we are uh, back. It's uh, Dennis along with uh, Brady. No joke this time around, although Joe did uh, go to the first game we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, well, he went to Harperwoods 50, Marysville nothing. Um, Harperwoods had all their guys play. And I'm not saying they would have beat Croslex fifty to nothing if all their guys played the whole game last week, but I think they might have won by more than seven because those guys obviously make a difference.
2: Well, uh, they did this week, uh, and, and it's a shame that the last game's got to be like this. But uh, Mary still went eight and three this year, Brady. They were eight and zero when they scored a touchdown in a game, and zero and three when that. they when they didn't. Um, and obviously they would have had to score more than one this week, but it's just kind of weird. Their three losses were all by shutouts, and their eight wins—if they scored, they scored a bunch.
1: And I think when we look back at this in a couple weeks, this loss, while it's not going to look any prettier, I don't think. I think you'll go, okay, this team's at Ford Field. This makes some sense to me. Well, and and here's the thing that that,
2: that you got to look at. I remember in preseason, we went to camp, and we were very excited about Marysville. Yep. And if you would have said in camp, this is a Marysville team that's going to win eight games, yep, and is going to play in the district final, you'd have said, yeah, that
1: sounds about right to me. It just, well, they they lost to a team that is a district champion. They that's lost to football. a team that lost tonight on a last second field goal, and they lost to obviously the Harper Woods, the team they lost to tonight, who like you say, may go on and win a state Let's put championship. it this way. Harper Woods beat Clarkston 24-7. to I think that was the score. They beat them by a few scores. You know what Clarkston did tonight? Beat 10-0 and Lake Orion, who was like top five in the state regardless of division. So Harper Woods is pretty darn good. And while this is a very sour note for Marysville to go out on, I think a lot of teams are going to fall to this fate.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and again, Mar- Marysville's got to look back at the overall picture of their season. And, again, uh, I I think they're right about where I would have predicted them. Uh, eight and three is a tremendous season. Getting to the district finals is a tremendous accomplishment for a football team that for the last couple of years they, they kind of they struggled, struggled even playoffs. just to get to the playoffs. Yeah, so – I, I think this was a pretty good uh, season for Marysville. I would they, agree. They were clearly the one of the top two teams in the silver for what that's worth, but they passed Lamphere emphatically this year mm-hmm. as the, the the team behind uh, Marine City. And you, you kind of look back at that game as the one that got away on their schedule um, because Marine City got away with a bunch of turnovers and still won that game.
1: Yeah, and listen, Harper Woods is going to play Carlton Airport. I have a feeling, even though Carlton Airport's 9-1, and one, that they're going to get steamrolled by Harper Woods. This was a case where I wish they would have gotten a better draw. Had it been Ortonville-Brandon in their district instead of Harper Woods, maybe Marysville wins a district title. Who knows? But instead, they don't, and... It stings, but well, I, I call think, me after, call me the weekend after Thanksgiving. And if Harper Woods isn't at least at Ford Field, I'd be a bit surprised because I don't think Goodrich is going to beat him. I believe they beat Freeland. Um, I don't think Chelsea's going to beat them. And I don't I think, think Chelsea lost tonight. Did, did Chelsea lose to Hazlitt? Uh, let me let me double check. Um, yeah, Hazlitt did beat them. Yeah. Wow, that was an upset. Uh, Goodrich isn't, gonna isn't going to beat him. Hazlitt uh, isn't going to beat him. Carlton Airport isn't going to beat them. This is just a loaded Harper Woods team. And you know what? If they bow out in the regionals, then I will eat crow. But I think that is an absolutely stacked Harper Woods team that you're going to see guys playing on Saturdays and playing on big-time games on Saturdays. You
2: know, if if we could have gotten Ortonville-Brandon in there, we might have had a crosslex marysville game. And that would have just tonight. been fun. Yes. Um, so, anyways, we did have two... Really fun games, and those are the next two that we're going to talk about. The first one ended on a sad note, but uh, I'm going to tip my cap to Lutheran North. They're not a bad team. They're pretty good. Um, Marine City, they, I think the the one that's going to bother them about this game actually happened in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So Lutheran North got the ball first. They had a nine-play drive that took up half the quarter, and they punched it in on a two-yard touchdown run to go up seven to nothing. And Marine City, on the ensuing drive, marched it right downfield. They were at, like, the 14, and they got a run inside the five and fumbled the ball at the three. It would have been first and goal at about the three-yard line, and the ball came loose. Luther North recovered it. On the next play, their quarterback, Eddie Caesar. Is that not a great name?
1: That's, yeah. Eddie, Eddie Caesar. <laughs> that's a good name. Ran
2: 67 yards to the Mariner 30. And, that, it, and that's
1: just a backbreaker. Yeah. Like, okay, you give up. Let's say you give up a 15-yard gain. You still have 80 yards behind you, but you give up a 60-some, and now it's like, oh, crap, we're on our heels.
2: Well, you, you know what? The fans are thinking, oh, we got him at the three. We're going to get a safety right. here, or maybe they'll or fumble like, it into them, the end zone. Give
1: them one first down. They punt. You get the ball near midfield. But, yeah, that's a backbreaker of a play. And then later in the drive, uh, as they went 97
2: yards, Caesar scored on a 12-yard run, and all of a sudden, it's 14 to nothing instead of seven to seven, and and the game changed completely. And then Marine City actually caught a break, in my opinion, uh, because they had a guy wide open for a touchdown pass that would have made it 21 to nothing before halftime. And they drop that, and you're thinking, okay, well, Marine City escaped the half, only down 14. They get the ball first to start the third quarter, and they did exactly what I thought they would do. They put together like a five-minute drive and got a four-yard uh, touchdown run, and it's 14-7. to And you're like, okay, ball game. Right. And Luther North marched right back down the field and scored again and led 21-7 going into the fourth quarter. Marine City, just three seconds into the fourth quarter, get a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and now it's a six-point game, and you're like, okay, here I've seen this picture before. Here comes Marine City, and right down the field, and on a third and five from the 25, they get a wide-open touchdown pass, and it's 29-15, to 15, and, and you're looking at the clock going, now there's only 8.21 to go. This doesn't look good. Mariners come right back on a fourth down play. They get a six-yard touchdown pass, and it's 29-22, and you're going, okay, there's 539 to go. That's plenty of time for Marine City, except they can't get a stop. They finally got a stop, and then a bad punt, and they get the ball at the 45, and actually what happened, Brady, they scored too fast. They left too much time left on, on the clock. They needed a better punt. When they, Yeah, when they scored, and then they <clears> went the for, other team. They went for two, which I thought was the good call. We'll talk more about that after the highlights. Uh, to take the their first lead of the game with under two minutes to go, but then Luther North got down the field with the aid of a penalty.
1: We'll don't t- ask we'll, me. We'll talk about yeah, it again.
2: Don't ask me, and they kick a field goal with 23 seconds to go, and so – they they deserve to win, but they end up stealing the win at the end 32 well,
1: to 30. Let's play the highlights, then we'll get deeper into it. All right. So third down and goal to go from
2: the two. Caesar working out of the shotgun with a receiver to either side. And Piccinini the back. They'll give it to Nope, Caesar will keep, and that fooled everybody. And he's into the end zone for a Mustang touchdown. Let's see how big of a play this turns out to be as Caesar and company will go back to work. He'll take the shotgun snap standing in his own end zone. And he will keep it himself, and he's got room. Out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It's a foot race as he breaks into the open field. 50 to the 40, chase from behind, and finally brought down near the Mariner 30-yard line. So first down from the twelve. 9.55 9.55 to go here in the first half. Piccinini, the back is to the right of Caesar, working out of the shotgun with three receivers. He's running to the right now, trying to turn up field. Caesar to the five, slips through and gets into the end zone for a Mustang touchdown. A 12 yard run for Caesar. It looked like it was just going to be a minimal gain there, and then all of a sudden, Like a dart, he slithered through to the five, and then he went flying through the air for the last couple of yards. But he's got two scores, this one on a 12-yard run, and it's 13-nothing for the Mustangs here. I'll give it to Maluski. he's inside the five and fighting to the four. And it'll be first down and goal to go for the Mariners. And they're going quickly, and a touchdown. Touchdown, Maluski got the carry as they ran up to the line and snapped it quickly, and Maluski takes it in from four yards out, and Marine City's finally on the board with 7.46 to go in the third. They've made it a one-possession game. Piccinini is the back to his right. They've got three receivers here, but I think that's window dressing. Piccinini gets the carry, and he's into the end zone for a Mustang touchdown. A one-yard run by Enrico Piccinini, and Lutheran North on another long drive answer the Mariner score and make it 20-7 with 2.16 to go here in the third. Put a man in motion. Give the ball to Maluski. Straight through. And he's going to bang into the end zone. For a touchdown. It's Jacobs who gets the carry for the score in the last four yards. They put the big fella back there. And he just went crashing through like a whirling dervish. And the Mariners get it back to within a one possession game. Here it's... A six-point game. Lutheran North looking at fourth and five from the Mariner twenty-five. Caesar looking to throw, firing deep for McDonald. He's got it for a touchdown. Twenty-five yards to McDonald, right over the middle, and a huge answer again by Lutheran North. And this is mildly the ball game right here, down by fourteen. Full house look in the backfield. Osterlin looking to throw. Has a man open. First down. Touchdown, Mariners. Cooper Letson with the catch for the score on fourth down. Jacobs is the deep back. Osterlin under center. Give to Jacobs. And he'll fly through the air into the end zone for a Mariner Touchdown. Jacobs from a yard out, and it's a one-point game with 153 to go. Trying to take the lead with 153 to go. The ball will be spotted at the three. Their other two-point conversion was after a penalty from a yard and a half out. Jacobs the deep back. Man in motion, handoff. Jacobs straight ahead. He's into the end zone. The Mariners get two and they take the lead for the first time in the game. Petersdorf, they'll spot it at the 21. This'll be a 31-yard attempt with 27 seconds to go. For the district title, the kick's on the way. Plenty of leg, it's good! It's good, just snuck it inside the left post. 32 30 with 23 seconds to go. Lutheran North takes the lead. Empty backfield for Osterlin. Three receivers. Straight drop. Looking, looking. Has to step up in the pocket. In trouble back there. Still running for his life. Still running for his life. Osterlin somehow shakes free. Now he's going to throw it deep downfield. Nobody home. No time on the clock. Game's over, and somehow Lutheran North blew the lead but gets out of here with a 32-30 win. And they're the district champs. And a a little stunned by that, a little surprised by that. Uh, We were a little disrespectful to them maybe the last two weeks. But like Hammondy last year, they beat Armada and they beat Marine City and that was a so, good that was
1: a good win for them. And uh, uh, real quick before we go more on this game, yeah. just like last year, does this kind of retroactively make the Armada loss not as bad?
2: Uh, because like uh, last, well, I year, mean, I wasn't at that game, so I, I know, don't know but how like Armada we
1: played. Like we were hard on Armada <laughs> with that loss, like we were last year with Hamity, and then you got to see them in person, and it's like okay, it makes a little more sense.
2: Now. Uh, I mean uh, the here's why I think Luther North gave Armada problems is they can throw the ball. Right. And that was a problem
1: for Armada this season. <laughs> but I, when Armada put up 49 or whatever, I expected Marine city to put up a lot of points too. Cause it well, sounded, did. I mean, I at mean, the end yeah. they
2: did, they scored 30 points tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's a good amount, but you know, and, go, go ahead. And they and gave I gave mean, up I just, less because Armada
1: gave up 54. It, so they gave up three less touchdowns. That point just popped up in my head. Like, because we were very rough on the Tigers because they need that signature playoff win. And I think some of the criticism is deserved, but the just, I guess it's better than Lutheran North coming into East China and losing 38-7. to Yeah,
2: well, I just, uh, hey, Eddie Caesar looked pretty legit to me. He's their quarterback, 20 carries, 186 yards, two touchdowns. He's quick. Uh, and he was 12 out of 22 for 165 yards and a touchdown. And you know what? They they did it different than what I thought they would do because they ran to get the lead, and then when they had the lead, that's when they opened it up and threw a little bit more. So it, it, it was interesting. And until the end, um, it was tough for Marine City to get any kind of a stop. And the Mariners were – They got a sack at midfield on a fourth down play. Yeah, let's talk about this. And got called for a face mask during the sack that gave Lutheran North a first down to the 38. On the next play, they got a 24-yard completion to the 14. And then the Mariners stuffed them. Right. And they settled for the 31-yard kick, which from the booth, you you hear the hesitation in my voice, I thought he missed it. Like, that he had the distance was never in doubt to me. But did he have the direction? But the officials immediately put up their arms that it that it went through, and there was no complaining from Marine well, City. Let's go so. back
1: to the face mask because that's going to be a point of contention. Anytime you think you win the game and then a flag keeps them alive. In real time, Dennis, you told me, You couldn't really tell one way or the other. I I I can't. I would have
2: needed a replay to know, and then I'm not even sure that there's a camera angle available at East China Stadium that would show it clearly. You've got a a mass of players as the pocket collapses. Uh, I'm excited because it's the first time all night Marine City got to the the guy (laughs) and and wrapped him up and held him. And they brought him down, and, and you know you, you're caught up in the moment. You're like, oh, they sack him. Like Marine City's it's over. They can here. kneel out the clock because there's no timeouts left for anybody. And and the, oh, there's a flag here. Well, it could be holding. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Face mask. Fifteen so yards,
1: and, and it was like
2: fourth and twelve. Said so the, 15 yards the Marine you the City
1: sideline didn't have this visceral response.
2: Yeah. No, no. Normally, if you think you got hosed on on a call. Especially in that situation, right. where literally you've won the game if you get that sack, right? Because there's 50 seconds to go, nobody's got any timeouts. You're taking two knees, and the game's over. Um, and there was another call too that the high school rule is: is it doesn't matter where the pass gets thrown. Right, if the interference is called. It's interference, and they had a play like that down on the goal line that gave them a first down, and they got a score on that play. But, but to me. The big play in the game was in the first quarter when the Mariners fumbled inside the five because I think if they punch it in there and immediately tie the game at seven, it's probably a different first half, which makes it a different ball
1: game. So, Dennis, as I've been trying to digest this result, I think the word of the night for this game and this what's been for Marine City the last couple years, I guess is just spoiled. Because for how many years did Marine City just win these games? And the only very rarely did they lose to a team they that was not decidedly better than them. Like they had some wars with Almont, a couple with Richmond, but you go back through the twenty tens and the teams they lost to usually were really, really good. Like, I mean, you have losses to Frankenmuth, Portland, Almont, Zealand West in a finals. And basically, if Marine City Williamson. was... Yeah, well, that, that, Yeah, that's back just a little farther. But, yeah, but I, I yeah, remember point,
2: those games, and those were really
1: good teams. Right. Point being, if Marine City was in a 50-50 game, they usually got it. And, like, the first instinct is to be disappointed. But then when I sit and think about it, you, I go, you know what? It's not like Marine City is crapping the bed in these games and getting blown out. They're, they're lo- they are they're lost to Hamity at, at the end because Hamity scored to take the lead late, right? Yeah. And then Lutheran North kicks a field goal in the final minute to win. Sometimes the pendulum has to swing back, and obviously these aren't bad teams, and they're losing a couple 50-50 games. And while my initial instinct is to be disappointed, I think when you take a step back, you go, you know what? Bleep happens, and it just happened to happen to Marine City two years in a row. And outside of that, they've still gone eight and three and nine and three, or eight and three and nine and two the last two seasons combined.
2: Uh, the weird thing about it, and and here's where like I'm spoiled because since we've started this, you've mostly. Followed the Mariners, and you've mostly yeah. done the games at East China State. I'm getting old. I really don't see well at that stadium at night. Well, during the day when I do the movie marine marine games, these
1: uniforms are terrible. I'm,
2: I'm fine, but I but I have a real problem with reading Marine City and Saint Clair numbers at night at East China Stadium for whatever reason, age probably. Um, so the last time I covered the Mariners heavily, they would have a situation like they had tonight. Oh, they gave up the field goal. They're down thirty-two to thirty. They'd run the kickoff back for a score. Right. They'd have or that they'd get the run ball hit. at midfield and and with twelve seconds left, you go. Why are they running a run play? Oh, that's why he went fifty yards for a score. As up the you would middle. say,
1: they just call the touchdown play.
2: Yeah, uh, and and that hasn't happened the last two times that that I've covered them, and and that's like,
1: wow. They used to just it used to be automatic, right? It's and that's why I think the word spoiled is. You just get used to this and you go, well, Marine City's going to be Marine City, and they're going to find a way to pull a horseshoe out of their backside and win this game because that's what they've done for 20 to 30 years. And you know
2: who used to do that when I first got into town? Marysville.
1: Yeah. it's. I I
2: remember doing a game with with Tom Heslop and Northern took the lead, and there was like a minute to go in the game, and Marysville's at like their 15-yard line, and Tom bumped me. He said, they'll score a touchdown. And they did. They marched right downfield and scored easy. This is what they do. They missed the extra point and lost the game, but, you know, he, he's like, this is, they always score in this situation.
1: And that's just the mark of a really good program. So, I don't know. I just, going through the emotions of this loss in real time, excuse me, in real time, I just, I think it would be disingenuous to go, what's wrong with Murray? Why can't they? They rushed. I I had them for 309 yards. So So it wasn't that. No. (laughs) Okay. Even if you're off by 50 yards, that's still 250 yards. And point being, they had two backs rush for 100 yards tonight. And okay is the defensive performance a little bit disappointing maybe but Luther but North's good right, Go that, look at that, their scores that, that's what i was going with they they, is, they they probably average almost 40 points a game this season this is probably the best offense Marine City's played all year so i don't know with this Marine City loss am i disappointed yes And maybe it makes it a little easier to swallow that the last two years, if you win those games, you're going to be a heavy underdog the next week. That could they have beaten Frankenmuth last year? Sure. Could they have beat Corona had they won this game? Sure. But they would have been probably two touchdown underdogs.
2: Yeah.
1: I've been saying for outside of Marine
2: City, nobody else in the state would have been picking them in the next round.
1: Nobody's picking Luther North. Corona Corona just beat a Notre Dame prep team that had been skull blasting teams. I had to catch what it's getting late. Um, and by they won by eleven. Yeah, like, but still, if you're Marine City, you want the chance. Y- you want the chance and to play them, where, and you want the district title. And that's where the road has ended for a lot of good Marine City teams. Is oh, in 2020 they run into Frankenmuth. Oh, in 2018 they run into Portland, and you felt like you got. They always lived up 100% to their potential, where yeah. you went, we get to Your this game. Your expectation of them wasn't yes. disappointed. It was, we can get to this point, and then we'd roll the dice and see. And I guess for the first time, really, in a long time, there's been a couple of years where you felt like you left a little meat on the bone. But again... It's very unreasonable to expect them to always be, get as far as possible every single year. And again, they're not playing poorly in these losses. They're losing to other good teams.
2: Yeah, if they go out and they lose this game 51-7, to I'm going, well, how did that happen? Luther right, North's not that much better than Marine City. But 32-30 to 30 on a last-second field goal where you made a hell of a comeback in the fourth quarter. They scored 23 points in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, and, and took the lead. Um, and it's funny because the Lutheran North statistician was sitting next to me in the booth, and his comment when Marine City scored to go ahead, he, he looked at the clock and he said, tonight they left too much
1: time on the clock. And he was right. So, while I am, I guess, in a sense disappointed, and I'm sad because I like when our teams win, um, I guess to nutshell this, Marine City's earned the right to say, all right, you know what, we've lost a couple close games. We'll be back next year. And that's what they'll say out loud, but you know inside, they're feeling like we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it's the double-edged sword of having the program that Marine City has that you get almost unrealistic expectations where if you're Marine City – if you don't win a district title at minimum, it's kind of like what the hell went wrong this year. <laughs> despite the fact that they won another Max Over title, yeah. they they're, went they're nine and, eight, and two football yeah, team. Yeah, nine and two. But it's it's the double edged sword of having a really good program where we talked about Marysville, that hey they went eight and three this year and were. Hey, thumbs up to Marysville. They finished where we thought. Now, granted, Harper Woods is leaps and bounds better than Lutheran North. I don't think anyone would dispute that. But Marine City has, by record, a better year. They beat Marysville. And you get done and you're like a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth. But I don't know. I just, they'll be fine. I don't think they lose a ton of seniors and next year they'll finish the regular season seven or seven and two at worst and probably win another league title and probably be playing in another district title. And it'll be
2: their time. Third time will be the charm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I want to keep a
2: positive attitude. Yeah. So if you're like, I'm excited for next season. Uh, I'm excited to see if Marysville can build on an eight and three schedule. I'm excited That, you know, now
1: Marine City's got a little hunger in their belly. Right. And if you look historically, when Marine City has a couple of not super great Marine City years, that next year, to the moon. So, we'll see. But, um, I don't know, a 9-2 and year, that's nothing to to be upset over and get your pitchforks and torches about. No. And and I had an exciting game, but you had an even more exciting game, I Ooh, think. I, Dennis, I think this Almont-Warren uh, collegiate game is in the pantheon of, like, Marysville Marine City and Armada Marine City, but it might be above them because of the stakes of the game. Yeah, because it's a playoff game. Yeah, And, yes. and, you're, and you, you win or you're done. And especially depending on what happens in the next three weeks – that could elevate it more. All right,
2: we'll take a break, and then we'll get to the uh, uh, Elmont-Warren Collegiate game next.
4: Ameriprise Financial Services LLC member FINRA and SIPC
1: Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years with locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer Chesterfield and Hall Road, they are the best one stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns and Foster, Sealy iComfort and Tempur-Pedic, not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds to 5 star reviews they also offer interest free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit, once you get your mattress they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King.
4: Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family owned and operated since 1997. in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred.
0: Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and
2: our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
5: I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Forest Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it.
0: If you're not listening to get Stuck on sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
2: All right, welcome back. Uh, Elmont warren michigan Collegiate is our next game to talk about. This is in D6. This is the game that uh, Brady uh, saw. You want to get right to the highlights, or do you want to set well, it up?
1: Just a little bit of setup, because the atmosphere in Elmont was awesome, like – Dennis, there's not often, I mean, I try to get to the game 7 o'clock kick. I usually roll up between 5.15 and 5.30. And there were tailgates set up that you could tell weren't just set up. And that's a pretty cool atmosphere. Like, it had a big fight feel to it. And also, whoever does the grounds crew for Almont, round of applause for you because... You wouldn't have known that field was torn to hell and back two weeks ago. It looked really nice for being week 11 in a grass field. Like, it was impressive, but the Almont fans showed out, and it was a great atmosphere going in. But, yeah, let's get um, to the highlights rather quickly, because this was, I don't know, this might be the Best game I've ever done on GetStuckOnSports.com. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have the highlights, then we'll have Coach Lusby. Uh, Almont 40, Warren Collegiate 38 in overtime. Buckle These are a bit long. Davidowski, under center, a trio of backs behind him, a yard from Pater. Davidowski, snap, turns, pitches, Batani slips his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Almont. The Raiders strike in just two minutes, 29 seconds. Almont on top early. First and goal from the nine, snap, handoff up the middle, rumbling to the five, to the end zone. Touchdown, Almont. Johnny Joka right up the middle. The big man rumbles into the end zone. 14-0 14-0 Raiders, fourth and nine from their own 30. Snap, drop back more, over the middle, has a man, no one in front of him. Oh boy, good night, touchdown to Marion Johnson. It was a post route, safety wasn't where he was supposed to be. And 70 yards to the house, Warren Collegiate gets on the board. Second and goal from the four yard line, Davidowski under center. Snap, hand off on the end around. round. Furquan looks for the edge, jumps over a defender and he slides over the end zone. Touchdown, Almont. Raiders find the end zone for the third time this half. Collegiate from their own 33-yard line. Moore empty set. Twins left, twins right. Snap, straight drop, no pressure. Throws over the middle. Caught at the 10 to the 5 to the end zone. Elijah Hill and Warren Collegiate, a two-point conversion away from making this a one-score ballgame. Caleb Moore out of the gun trips right snap straight drop steps up he's hit as he throws throws up a ball and it's caught in the end zone oh that was a 50 50 ball and coming down with it Darmerian jenkins 239 to go in the fourth almont needs six yards they're on the collegiate 33. offense is on the field nobody split out wide furquan the lone man in the backfield he works up behind the left tackle no one behind Davidowski snap play action, wants to throw over the middle, has a man caught by Batani. The 10, the 5, keep running, young man. Give your team the lead. 30 24, and it's Davidowski to Batani to give the Raiders the lead with 2 31 to go. Snap, straight drop for more from the Almont 25, looking for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown collegiate. 41 seconds left, more, empty set for the tie with 41 seconds left, snap, rolls left, pressure comes, still looking, it makes a man miss, throws to the end zone, caught, tie game. Davidowski. his nose is basically over the goal line, second and goal from the one, QB sneak, and Davidowski is in, touchdown, Almont. From the middle of the field for the two-point conversion to go up eight in the top of the first overtime. Three men behind Davidowski. Snap, pitch, left side. But Tanny cuts up. He scampers in. Almont's up eight. Moore hurries under center. QB sneak. He gets hit. I don't think he got it. Oh, he did with a second effort. Oh, it was a great play by Aiden Burkrewan. Timed the snap count, hit Caleb Moore, but he reached out and that long, lanky arm crossed the goal line. Ball will be on the right hash. Caleb Moore has stayed on his feet, kept the game alive, kept plays alive. If Almont can get one stop, they're district champions. If they don't, we go to a second overtime. Caleb Moore out of the gun, snap, rolls left, has time, tucks, throws, incomplete, Elmont's district champions! It took overtime, but the Elmont Raiders are district champions! They knock off number one, Warren Collegiate, 40-38 in overtime! And that was, I mean... Is back and forth of a game. At one point, I'm going, ooh, Elmont's going to punch him in the mouth and run away with this. And then Collegiate showed why they were number one in D2, fought back a couple times. And there's a lot I want to talk about, and I touch on some of it with Coach Lusby. So let's get to Coach Lusby, who was happy, but he needed needed to sit down and have a drink after this one because that was a heart racer for him. Here's Coach. here with a very well happy but exhausted coach Loubsby a 40 to 38 win over Warren Collegiate in a district final your first since 2019 I'll just start off that game had a big fight feel all night long and it didn't it lived up to the hype how does it feel to get that win it was an up and down it was a roller coaster for you but at the end you got the win
5: Like you said, exhausting. (laughs) I'd even even play and I'm exhausted. I can't imagine how tired our boys are, but uh, they fought hard
1: and they never gave up. And uh, us being tested early in the season definitely helped us out tonight. Well, our pregame interview was a little prophetic. We talked about the adversity you'd gone through. We had talked, you said, sometimes the football gods have to be on your sides and hey, a couple drops here or there helped you out. You got a couple bounces uh, on on some botched snaps and the two point conversion play was just a throw a little short. How does it feel to get the win? I mean, that's a, that's a game that could have been a state semifinal or a final with the quality of the two teams. It was a district final, but, man, it, how does it feel to beat a team that quality at this point? Um, I, well, I knew our I knew our team had it in them. Mm. Um, we practiced well all week. Um, we were ready for them. Um, we didn't know if we could handle their speed,
0: and uh, we revamped our defense. Um, Coach Forty came up with a great plan.
1: Um, I don't think you've ever seen Elmont much in a three-five defense, <laughs> three-four defense, and uh, we were trying to just keep the ball in front of us. We knew they had big play potential, and
0: you know we wanted to kind of slow them down a little bit. And I mean, we did for the first half, and then they kind of came out
5: and. Scored quite a few, and then we just battled back.
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be the 24-hour rule, but, Coach, enjoy that. That's one for the ages. A legendary game, and I'm glad you guys came out on top. (laughs) Me too. Congrats, Coach. Uh, Good luck next week. I'll I'll talk to you uh, midweek. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and he was um, a little exhausted. It makes sense because that game, uh, that, that makes your hair a little grayer in a game like that, but that's a hell of a win for Almont. I don't think, I think that's easily their best win since the 2019 season.
2: Yeah, you you know, um, they made a fantastic run that year. So, you know, they had big wins in there, but they didn't like face a game like this until much later. I mean,
1: the Marine City game was a district final that year that I think is a, was as quality of a win as this one was because that was a ten and 0 Marine City team that they beat. That's probably the the last the biggest win since that game.
2: But uh, the, the
1: the thing that's
2: really jumping out to me this year is like a, a theme in this in in this game. You had Almont jump out to a sixteen to nothing lead.
1: They're up twenty four to eight in the third quarter, yeah, and, and,
2: and yet. Teams come back. I, I remember we did the 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 Yale game with uh, Armada, and early on it was like twenty one to seven, and then all of a sudden Armada took the lead. Yeah, um, yeah we had fourteen uh, nothing Elmont right off the hop against Crosslex, and Crosslex came back. Armada, uh, yeah, Armada, and Crosslex came back and and won the game. Uh, we, we've seen time and time again. Teams get off to fast starts. How many times did we say, Oh, it was close at halftime and then and I've come to learn this season the start doesn't mean diddly dinky do because <laughs> the good teams come back uh, and even this year the the underdogs have made comebacks uh in, in games. My game was the same thing tonight. Right. It was twenty
1: one seven going well- into the fourth quarter and The fourth quarter went back and forth. I don't want to say like Team of Destiny because I don't think it's luck. I mean, there is luck. I mean, Coach Lusby said it in his pregame interview. To make a playoff run, you need a bit of luck. You need the balls to bounce your way. And I'm sure when Elmont goes back and watches the film, there was probably a handful of passes that were deep that if collegiate catches – flips the game a little bit. I mean, there's a couple fumbled snaps that Davidowski was able to fall back on. And during the game, that feels like nothing, but that makes a difference, just being able to punt the ball away. Uh, But this is an Almont team that has faced adversity in every form. Okay, you're down a point with two minutes to go at North Branch. Boom, 60 yards, score, two-point conversion. You're not beating us, good night. Halftime at homecoming. Down 12-0 to Armada. All right, that's cute. You're done scoring. We score two touchdowns. We win 13-12. Cross Lex won't go away. They keep fighting back. And Aiden Furquan says, all right, your comeback's cute. We score. Game over. And even losing to ogamal Heights, you're playing a game in the mud and you're trying to figure out a way to get something done, and you lose that game. But this is a battle-tested team. And no disrespect to Warren Collegiate, but after week three when they had to beat Detroit Country Day 26-20, beating Edison 44-16, who, by the way, Almont's playing next week, beating Chandler Park 36-6, beating two Mac Bronze teams in consecutive weeks, and the playoff team wasn't their fault, but Warren Collegiate, It was not as tested as Almont. There were many times, especially when Collegiate was coming back, and Almont misses the kick that would have sealed the game. They take the lead, they get a four and out, and you're like, it's over. Almont's going to get a first down or kick a field goal, curtains, good night. And they don't, and Warren Collegiate goes, bink, boop, 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 touchdown, two-point conversion, tie game, and you're going to overtime, and you're going... <sighs> this is happening, isn't it? Yeah. And then Collegiate wins the toss. So they go on defense and I'm like, I I can just see the script and they're going, Almont's gonna score and get stopped, and then Collegiate's gonna walk it off. But first play, nope, Luke Winkler, I don't know how he didn't get in. Out at the quarter of a quarter inch line. <laughs> so seriously, when Davidowski snapped it, he just needed to go extend his arms and it was a touchdown. And then Batani, who only scored one touchdown, but I think had like two or three two-point conversions. He was wonderful. He did a nice job on defense. By the way, I didn't mention Matt Boholsky's name in the highlights, but he had some nice runs and a couple nice jobs defensively. I feel bad for the poor kid because I'd see a two, and I'm like, oh, that's Batani. Nope, it's Boholsky playing just as well as anyone else on the field. So I wanted to make sure I gave him some love because I got – his name wrong a couple times, and he deserved it. But this Almont team fights through adversity, and they get an overtime win over what is presumed to be the number one team in Division 6. If it wasn't Almont, it was Warren Collegiate, and this was a game that could have been a state championship, but it was a district championship, and it was a shame someone had to lose, but I'm glad Almont didn't.
2: Yeah, that, that's the thing about it. It's a shame somebody had to lose this game, but mm, I'm glad that uh, it wasn't the team we were rooting for.
1: <laughs> right, and I mean, that was that's a hell of a win for Almont. I mean, they, there were times where they looked dominant, and it was funny because Almont completed one pass the entire game, and I think Warren Collegiate had, like, three runs that were either a handoff or a pitch. For the whole first half, there was not a running back next to the quarterback out of the shotgun. Like they came in <laughs> thinking they could throw all over Almont and they hit some big plays, don't get me wrong, but Almont did a decent job. I know forty to thirty eight doesn't makes it seem like it was a shootout, but the Almont defense made some pretty big plays at times. And listen, all right, any Almont player mute the next like thirty seconds of the podcast. You want you won a regional championship tonight, too. Like You beat Collegiate at home, there's no way Edison's coming to Almont and getting a win. Shouldn't happen. Again, (laughs) Almont players keep this muted. Yeah. Edison is not even in the same stratosphere as Collegiate. I mean, this is a team that lost to Detroit Voyager, whose best win is maybe Detroit Central. And yeah, you're they should take care of Detroit Edison. In the pl- Central smoked somebody last week. Yeah, Liggett. And you know what Central followed it up with? A loss against Montrose. Montrose so. is good. Yeah, but they still lost. Um, <laughs> point being, this Detroit Edison team, this should be a business trip next week where you take care of it, and now you're talking semifinals. But congratulations, Almont. All right, you can unmute if you're a player. Now you can start thinking there is no one left that is as good as that team we just, or better than that team. There might be some teams that are at the same dinner table as as Collegiate and you, but there's no one left. It's kind of like when Mooney beat Genesee Christian last year in basketball. Hey, does this guarantee you a state title? No. But no one the rest of the way is going to be better than the team you just beat.
2: Well, Munising was pretty good.
1: Right. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Trillium but- was
2: actually good, but yeah, the you know. Mooney had a had a chance, and they won the Trillium game. I thought they had a chance in the Munising game, but Munising was on that night.
1: Right, and point being that yes, could they lose in the semifinals to a Constantine or an Ovid Elsie? Sure, but if they play their best, I don't know if there's a team in D six that can beat Almont. And this uh, for weeks we were saying if you get Warren Collegiate, then beat them, and now it's. You are, you are the field, because Almont has playmakers, and I love how many wrinkles they throw into the offense. Dennis, how often do you see a team that usually runs the straight T line up with no backs in the backfield and, like, a double wing set, and it throws you off because it doesn't look like a real formation, It looks like someone was screwing around and, like, Madden create a play. and (laughs) Looks like Canadian football. It it does. It looks like funky arena football stuff, and yet that's the formation they go to, and they hand it to Winkler, and he's off the edge. And it's not that Almont runs these crazy plays. They run very simple. I don't want to say simple, but they run concepts that aren't, like, Crazy, they just do it out of a thousand different looks, yeah. and, and it who, makes it hard for a defense. And, and who
2: else does that? Marine, probably Marine City, right? The, these teams that, that can be accustomed to winning offensively games and-
1: diverse but also go to their bread and butter, yeah. Like that's, and the other thing I like is that Davidowski, when he needs to make a throw, can make a throw, and that's that was one of the differences in this game, hey. Fourth and six, got to have it. Batani over the middle, boom, touchdown. Now, on a third down, they had a chance on a screen play that if the ball gets to Batani, he runs five yards, falls down, and they knee it out. Yeah, but that's one thing that is that can make a difference is when Chase Davidowski needs to make a throw, he can make a darn throw. Yeah. Then. Just congratulations to everyone at Elmont. I thought the defense played great uh, for a while. There was a stretch where they were on their heels. But, but again, you got to give the other team
2: credit. Collegiate wasn't in this game by a fluke. No. They're in this game because they're, they're ranked number one. He- so you expect at some point in your game they're going to get it together, and no matter how well you play, they're going to get stuff done.
1: Here, let me pull up the, I think, the final football rankings um in d6 warren collegiate one constantine two almont three yeah so so you just knocked off number one and because you lost to ogamal heights in a mud puddle you dropped below constantine which is all right
2: i like going in as the underdog makes the victory Listen. more sweet
1: if if people around the
2: state they're not the underdog this coming week though, no. so I'm not going to worry about no. Not going to worry about Constantine unless and, and or until you get to that game. Right, but
1: they're not going to lose to Edison. I've I'm, heard, gonna, I'm I've, I'm willing I've heard, to heard you see. say
2: this before, so I'm going to play the other side <laughs> of the fence and go. Anything can happen, Elmont. Be ready. Practice hard this week. Know your opponent and get the job done. Go to, go to work and get it done. For don't just walk out there thinking you're already in the semifinals. You got to win the regional. They got to hand you that trophy before you're in the semifinals. So
1: it's not a one to one, but it's like after the Miracle on Ice team beat the Soviets, you're not going to go out and lose to what was it Finland? Or? They almost did, but they didn't. Don't – because if you they lose You needed first, a late rally. You're, you'll take it to well, – what was the – I don't Bruce want coat? late rallies. You'll, you'll take it to your effing grave. So I want Elmont to go out and go to work and beat Edison. This is – for the seniors, this is the final game you're playing at Almont because you're not playing the semifinal at Almont. So, go out there and treat this as a coronation, treat this as a business trip, and – Do it one more time in front of your hometown fans in your hometown and take care of business with Edison. Anyway, huge congratulations to Coach Luzby and his staff. Huge congratulations to all those kids because that is as big of a win as anyone in our area has had, especially in the postseason. That's on the same level as Marine City beating Portland. I'll I'll take that. Um, You want to go to D8 here? Yeah, let's talk about D8 because there's not a they're not going to get too in-depth. Ubley beats Harbor Beach 35-14. This is kind of what I expected. And, and here's the thing.
2: Here's the thing about Ubley. Evan Peruski didn't get a rushing yard tonight, and they win by three touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't they? At some <laughs> oh, you're point. You're me die. At some point. I mean, like, they they just drive me oh. crazy with, with how they do they make it look so easy and their best player doesn't even get a damn yard. Uh, And he's, he, he throws the ball twice. And of course he gets two completions for 63 yards. So they never throw the ball, but when they do, they get a 30 yard chunk play out of it. Seth Marer was the hero tonight. 29 carries 189 yards, three touchdowns. It it just, uh, just looking at the stat sheet and I didn't see the game, but just looking at the stat sheet, they're just like, okay, Here's Seth coming at you again. Try to stop him, Beach.
1: Twenty-nine and, and Beach carries. is a good team. And what does Beach usually do? The ball do pretty well. Is it, would you say run the ball? Yeah. They were held to under a hundred yards rushing. Yeah. They yeah. actually eight completions for two hundred and three yards is a really good night throwing.
2: Yeah, but Buholtz uh, had uh, two interceptions, so he had a touchdown, two interceptions. Dustin Emmerich had a big game, uh, and Buholtz was their leading rusher. With uh, 54 yards, nobody else had more than 17 yards rushes. Weird.
1: They have him for two interceptions, but they only have one ugly player recording an interception. Maybe he had both of them. Eh, no, it hasn't missed his one. But or anyway, maybe, or maybe they I'm just missed one. Thinking out loud, probably. But uh, I kind of feel for Harbor Beach because you put them anywhere else besides maybe with. Ottawa Lake Whiteford and they're making a deep run but they have to get past doubley and they just can't. Like they made it a better game than it was last time. They improved. They're still 3 touchdowns away and really it was 4 touchdowns going into the fourth quarter and it's good night at that point.
2: Yeah, they they're down uh 7 nothing after one, 21-7 at the half, 35-7 after 3 and end up 35 to 14.
1: And now, Ubley, because of an upset, I guess technically by seeding, Ithaca beat New Lothrop that Ubley gets to host the regional. Yeah,
2: and uh, they'll be home next week against uh, Ithaca again. I, I, I'm i assuming Ithaca's a decent team, but I, I'm just to the point where... It doesn't matter. It, it, it just doesn't seem
1: to matter. Like, uh, Ubley's just going to...
2: Steamroll another team
1: next week. Here's what Ith- Ithaca is coming in. They are also 11-0. and 0. Um, Looking through some of their big wins, they beat Lutheran Seminary by 19. They beat Fowler in the first round of the playoffs by a point. Um, I mean, I don't know how many great teams they, they played. They beat Standish Sterling. Who's a bigger school, 39-26. Um, yeah, actually, Ithaca kind of had a crap schedule well, I mean, outside and, of Lutheran and, Seminary. And, and, and let's face it, this was one of Ubley's
2: closest games this season so far. I think it was their closest game. And this they season. won by 21. And yeah. they were up by 28 going into the fourth quarter, so they were never really in trouble in
1: this game again. Yeah, Ithaca has beaten two playoff teams. One was Lutheran Seminary, who went six and four and got popped in the first round by New Lothrop, and then they had to escape Fowler by a point. Dennis, I think this is going to be a classic buzz saw where Ugly's the buzz saw, and people in Ithaca are going, "All right, we're eleven and zero. Good night." Yeah. Yeah, I I can't uh I can't argue that point and I can't say anything bad about
2: Ugly. I just
1: can't. Mooney drops a game 19-14 to Everest and they were leading going into the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, they're up 14-13 which uh, gives you some hope. But uh, Everest figured out a way. That's two tough losses to Everest uh this season for for Mooney that that continues to be their bugaboo team. But um you know, I at
1: least like they went in there, I was a little worried about Yeah, I, I,
2: I thought they might get kind of uh, I don't want to say blown out, but I I thought they might lose like, like Everest might take care six of six or something like that. Uh and when they had when I saw that they had the lead going into the fourth quarter, I'm like,
1: ooh. Ooh, come on, Mooney. So Everest scored pretty quickly with ten minutes left and Mooney couldn't respond. Yeah. I mean <sighs> Is it safe to put Mooney in about the same spot as a program that Armada's at, where they've gotten themselves well off the mat, that now they're a program that year in and year out, we can say, they're going to compete for a league title. They might not win it every year, but you have to put Mooney in the league title discussion. And every year, the playoffs are kind of the baseline expectation, and that winning playoff games is the... Is now the next goal, and that they need that signature playoff win. Like, all right, yeah, they beat a Marlette team that snuck in last year. They beat Pontiac, Arks and Tech, but they need that big, big one to to graduate from being a a good team to now going. Ooh, this is a team we ha- everyone has to look out for. Well, and they're here- taking the right steps. They're 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 close. But, Dennis, we always say the, hard, the higher up the ladder you go, each step gets harder.
2: Here's the thing about Mooney that I want everybody to remember because I am really proud of this season for them because they proved that it wasn't Brendan Hazen later tech. Yes. That Brendan Hazen later wasn't the sole reason that they had success the last few years. That's a kid you cannot replace. The next guys coming in, you just have to accept who they are and what they can do because they're not going to rush for 250 yards a game and score four touchdowns every game. Can I add a little? Bezia did a really good job. Brol did a really good job. Zepp did a really good job. They were a nice little three-headed monster. And, and Mooney defensively, because everybody forgets because of his rushing stats, Hazen later played every down on defense, and he was a big heavy hitter at and linebacker. was usually one of the leading tacklers. And, yeah, I, I mean, so they lost a generational player. Yeah. And they got to a district Probably final. Probably the best
1: football player they've ever had. Yeah,
2: and, and maybe ever will have. And and they got to a district final for a second year in a row, and after like week
1: Three, nobody brought his name up anymore. No, and can I add another layer on top of this Mooney cake that they went through a coaching change too. Yeah. That it wasn't just that, you know, all right, well, Coach Killian's here, and I guess to use an example, not maybe a little more extreme, but Algonac, they went on a run, they lost their coach, and they couldn't find that same magic. Now, granted, I don't think the same level of kids were there. But yeah, but for for a little school, uh,
2: you know that they're not like De La Salle, where they're bringing kids in from all. Oh, they're not plucking kids from Marine City, uh, or 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 PH or Northern or whatever to, to go and play it at Cardinal Mooney. So I, I mean, again, to lose a player of that caliber, and you know they went six and five this year. Did we think maybe they'd do a little better than that? Yeah, but they got back to the district finals. And if they win this, they're Everest, winning a regional. Yeah, and, and Everest just kind of has their number.
1: And again, with Hazen later, you could all say, well, you know, they had a, a, a storied coach in Joe Cannell, and he got them up, and not only do you hand it off, but you hand it off to a guy that I'm assuming is going to be there for a while. I don't think Killian's going anywhere. No, see, you know... And what I like about Coach Killian is he wants to raise the standard he's not it's no longer hey, Mooney's in the playoffs, happy horse bleep yeah it's, no he he's not happy
2: that they they lost this game. he probably was on the bus ride home going you know one more drive, yeah, one more drive, and we're in the regionals, right, and
1: that's what he's worried about right now, and now all off season they can that needs to be the focus is. If you get five percent better in the offseason, how many games do you flip this year? Like if again, it's all hypothetical, coach speak, whatever. But if you just did a little more in the off season, how many games can you flip this year? You you're in the red zone against seminary. You did the Harbor Beach game. Yeah, they They they, weren't that far off. They dropped a touchdown pass and missed an extra point, and that's why they lost by nine. Everest, they were down seven in the fourth quarter. They were up going into the fourth quarter. If they got 5% better last offseason, and if they get 5% better this coming offseason, how much of a difference does that make? Because they're close, but again, the higher up the ladder you get, the harder it is to take that next step. Uh, we've gone long on this one, so let's take a break, and then we'll touch on the eight, well, the one eight-man score, and then figure out another way to talk in the third segment. All right.
3: 5150.
2: 72185
5: with my future.
2: Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
4: Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at sheridanagency.com.
5: I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
2: Okay, so I said beware of Kingston, but I didn't see 26 to nothing, Kingston beating Brown City. I just thought Kingston would be tough the second time around, and Brown City might have to
1: eke out a win here. But So, I mean, the – the defense wasn't too far off of what Brown City's defense has done. The offense was either non-existent, but you know what? I'm just going to tip the hat to Kingston. That's a hell of a win. And I thought Brown City was as good as anyone and could beat anyone. But, Dennis, this is the second year in a row that you had a you had a bad feeling about a team playing uh, – a team in the playoffs in a rematch last year. It was Marysville-Lampfear, and you were dead nuts on with that one. And you didn't call Kingston to win this one, but you were right that you were nervous about this one.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so three teams have scored 20 points against Brown City this year, and Kingston is two of them.
1: Yeah, so you know what? Good for Kingston. Um, It's a Brown City team that was – I guess overachieving a little bit because I don't think anyone would have picked them to be 10-0 and 0 going into the regional championship. But heck of a job by Kingston. That's another program that's on the rise. They're just a little outside our coverage area. But hey, it's you're right, it's tough to beat a team twice, especially a team you're familiar with. And Kingston proved that again tonight. Deckerville goes to Portland St. Patrick today at 2 as you're listening to this. So go Eagles. But we only have two teams left as of right now. Yeah. Uh, But I I think this is going to be a good game, too. Right. So let's let's say the worst case scenario happens with Deckerville and they lose to Portland St. Patrick. Dennis, we only have two teams left, but I feel damn confident in these two teams.
2: Well, I mean, we, we always assume that Ubley's at worst a semifinalist. Right. Um and uh, with with Almont, we very much
1: like their chances of at least getting to the semifinals. Yeah, and from there, who knows? But I mean, there. You know, what, let me look something up real quick. Um, talk for a second.
2: Well, i just uh, getting back to Eight Man. It's such a grind because I'm just looking at it. If Deckerville wins at Portland St. Patrick, and then their next game is probably going to be at
1: Adrian Lenaway.
2: Adrian lenaway Christian. So I mean, it's just like. Every week, it, it's a state championship-style game. Like, you know, Morris wasn't an easy game, and, and they won it with, like, 22 seconds to go on a long run. They got to go to Portland-St. Patrick. Uh, the last show, we talked about the their status and, and how they make mm-hmm. long playoff runs. I mean, if Deckerville were to win a state title in eight man it was earned. they should
1: get four trophies for it Like, <laughs> yeah it was not an easy path so Dennis how does this sound Saturday November 25th how about it 10 a.m the first game of the weekend we do Ubly against yeah, let's say they rematch with Ottawa Lake Whiteford how's that sound and then Even better if they win yes <laughs> and then there's a little buffer game for us because D4 plays at one and then D6 at 430, how about, let's say, Almont Kingsley, and we celebrate two state titles in one day. Okay, so you're calling Kingsley to get to the state final. That's just the one team I remember on the other side. Uh, I'm going to hold you to it. All right. (laughs) You remember this. Mark this down. Ubley Whiteford, Almont Kingsley in the state finals, and we'll just make a day of it at Ford Field. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And... There's not nearly as many media that cover uh, the finals as even ten years ago, so we can have a nice little time up in the Ford Field press box. Are, are they Saturday or Sunday games? Saturdays. Okay. So, so got pushed. Saturdays even Sundays are odd. Okay. So, all our odd teams are out. Well, all our even teams stay in. Yeah. There you go. So, how does that sound for? For a nice little date on the 25th.
2: Well, ac- actually, uh, you'll be doing that because I'll be at McMorrin.
1: Oh, yeah, you would have the... That would be the second day of the Man's. Ah, boo. Sorry. I know. The Man's is always then. Shout out Thumb Legion for joining that, by the way. Yes.
2: But... Yeah, we're, we're, d- believe it or not, we're real close to uh, being uh, a basketball, hockey-oriented thing. See,
1: like, at least I feel like basketball into baseball... We usually have, even with a team makes a deep run, we have like two weeks in between because weather doesn't allow it. Football into winter sports, I feel like, is bang, bang, bang. Like, you get done with football, and it's you get the weekend to catch your breath, barely, because this would be on a Saturday. And it's like, all right, that Tuesday you have to worry about hockey and basketball.
2: Well, and here's the thing. Uh, it used to be that the, the girls started first in hoops yeah, because volleyball wow. was over sooner. You and know, now the boys you, are going to start. You want to know first. the
1: reason why I heard that uh, the boys are starting sooner this year? Because I guess uh, Michigan State's hosting, I think, a first, uh, like a region of the women's NCAA tournament. And those dates are when the boys' finals would be. So they moved them up a week. To, so they can still use Breslin, and I thought, and I heard that. I said, just move it. There's plenty of nice arenas in the in the uh, state. Uh, for, put it for at, one year. You can yeah, do that. Put it at Van Andel. Put put it at Oakland. Put it at Wayne State. All of those places. Are, put it at Hope. Those are all really nice spots. Put it at Central. Put it at Little Caesars. They host a ton of games during the year. Well, I think they host tournament games too this year. But point being is. It's not that there's a shortage of nice arenas. And when I heard that was the reason, I kind of went, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Because I'm sure uh, at Ubley and Almont, they're going, the hell, we're going to have two practices, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, you got to play basketball. I mean, that happened to Marine City, and that was with the late start. A few years ago, they went to Richmond and had, what, like three practices under their belt. And And they looked like it. And they got slaughtered by Richmond because they had three practices under their belt. Anyways, I guess that's that's an argument uh, for uh, another day of the week. Anyway, we've talked for a while and only about six games. So Um, I think next week we might be transitioning from Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But just stay stay. tune for that one yeah Since does, the weekend the clocks change too i think so oh, yeah we fall back was it like in seven minutes for us or no no what we do two to, th-
2: is it tomorrow night or tonight
1: oh it is tomorrow well i think it's tomorrow yeah or, it's saturday to sunday saturday night yeah all right cool closing time's an hour later uh-oh <laughs> shouldn't have told you that <laughs> no brady on monday yeah yeah, well, if you're in downtown Port Huron, look out. If you see the mustache out. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah. and, I'm, 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 hitting, I'm hitting You okay. choked to death, and I'm hitting the, the clothes. clothes.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.